I said the TV try and get us. Come on, Doc. Living in a world where the fakest is the realest and the realest don't exist because they kill us. Come on, Doc. Welcome to the Truman Show. Reality what they make it. That's why she on the ground butt naked trying to fake it. Smiles for the camera, get sexy for the selfie. But Saint behind the scenes intervening with her dreams. Come on, Doc. Made in her image, so she made you a queen. But you caught up in an image of the whore on the screen. Now I'm caught up in the looks trying to get in between. Both have crack music acting out like a fiend. On, Sheesh. Relapse can't seem to relax. My people falling short of the standards that's been set. So shout out to the Angela Davises of my generation. <laughs> Freedom patiently waiting. Relapse can't seem to relax. My people falling short of the standard that's been set. So shout out to the Stokely Carmichaels of my generation. Freedom patiently waiting. I'm here to preach to y'all. Matthew chapter 1 um, is where we're going to be at today. Matthew chapter 1. Pastor Johnson gave me an assignment to participate in the relationship series. Um, so y'all pray for me as we hear what God has to say out of Matthew chapter 1. I'm going to just read the first verse. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to read verse 18 of Matthew chapter 1. And then uh, we'll, we'll walk through the, the rest of the chapter. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. I'm reading from the New International Version, but as long as you got a Bible, you straight. Matthew 1, do you have it? Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 says this. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Verse 18. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. I want to talk about the baby ain't mine. The baby ain't mine. The baby ain't mine. I believe that, uh, that God has a heart for blended families. Um, I believe that God has a plan and a purpose and blessings for, for a blended family. And there's examples of blended families all throughout the, the biblical text. And I believe that God has a heart um, for blended families. And why wouldn't God have a heart for blended families? I mean, living in America, um, it increases the chances of, of different families blending together. I mean, when you look at... Um, the stat on, on divorce, more than half of the, of the marriages end in divorce. And when you look at um, um, the single parents in, in the black African community, African-American community, 80% of babies being born are born to single parents. And so those stats show you, and, and, and you know, people who divorce are looking to remarry and looking to have built healthy relationships. And then those single parents are who are giving birth uh, to babies whose fathers aren't necessarily in their lives or looking for a healthy relationship and a, a relationship for the future. And, and when you look um, in America, in fact, half of the families in America are blended families. And I believe that God has a heart for blended families. I do. And I believe that God has a plan and a purpose for blended families. And when you look at the biblical text all throughout scriptures, there's different examples of blended families. Um, Abraham who gave birth uh, to Ishmael. That was in the midst of a blended family situation. Um, uh, Joseph in the Old Testament, whose brothers beat him up and threw him in the pit. 
Um, but Joseph somehow made it from the pit to the palace. He was the second in command in the entire land of Egypt. Joseph was a product of a blended family. His daddy was a player. I mean, his dad had two wives and Rachel and Leah, then two baby mamas, 12 kids. All of them lived in the same house. That's a blended family. Um, David, David was a product. Uh, he gave birth to Solomon. who was a product of a blended family. And even Solomon had thousands of wives and thousands of girlfriends. So he, he the blend, blended family situation. And then even in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 1, Jesus is a product of a blended family. Uh, Joseph wasn't the biological father of Jesus. Um, Jesus was Mary's son. And Joseph married Mary and took on Jesus as his own child. And Jesus became a product of a blended family. But even though God has a plan and, and a purpose for blended families, I do believe that not all families need to be blended together. <laughs> Uh, there's some families that just need to be separate. Don't even, don't even cross paths. I don't believe that all families need to be blended. I believe that, that when you are coming into a new relationship and you're bringing in children from a previous relationship and you're out, um, and you're out looking and you're out dating, you got to understand that you're no longer dating just for you. Uh, you're dating for your child. You're no longer looking for somebody who's a good fit for you, but you're looking for somebody who's a good fit for the children that you're responsible for. The problem is we got too many single parents, whether male or female, hooking up with people that ain't good for them nor their child. And I don't believe that all families need to be blended together. That's why it's important to understand that your child is now top priority even in the midst of your dating life. Because you can find somebody who's good for you, but a bad fit for your child. Because not all families need to be blended together. I'm not sure if y'all following the case that's happening in Boston where um, this young girl, she was three years old, was killed by her mother and her mother's boyfriend. They killed this child, three years old, put her in a freezer for like three days, took her out the freezer, threw her in the lake somewhere, and somebody walking their dog just so happens to find this, this body. And of course, they do the investigation and they trace the baby back to this couple. It was, a fem it was the mother who's the mother of the child and her boyfriend who, who killed the baby. And when this happened, when the baby was in the freezer, the baby's father came and, and, uh, and talked with the mother. And the mother told the father of the child that it was the man who's living with me in my house that killed our daughter. Huffington posted an article talking about cases like this, and this is not a rare case where, where a boyfriend is responsible for the killing of a, of a, of a child. And Huffington posted an article that said, um, whenever a single parent um, is living with their, with their significant other, uh -huh. it increases the chances of their child to be abused and to be maltreated. When you a single parent and you live in in the house and you're living in a home with your significant other, it increases the chances that your child could be messed with improperly. Uh -huh. Because not all families need to be blended. Come on, Doc. Uh, the website, BuzzFeed website, they did this article on the top 16 most common blends that shouldn't be blended together. And, and, and they made a list, and of that list, um, within itself, the two elements that are not supposed to be blended in themselves by themselves, they can be powerful, they can be healthy and beneficial by themselves. But brought together, it can bring destruction, it can mess somebody up. So it, it has 16 common uh, combinations that shouldn't be blended together. 
one of, the, one of which was a grapefruit and medicine. You ain't supposed to take grapefruit and medicine at the same time. By itself, the grapefruit is healthy. It builds the body. By itself, medicine is healthy. It heals you. But put together, it can bring destruction to the body. Because when you're taking medicine and grapefruit at the same time, the grapefruit absorbs more than it was intended from the medicine, which could increase your chances of an overdose. Because not everything is supposed to be put together. Um, alcohol and, and ibuprofen. By itself, alcohol could be beneficial. By itself, ibuprofen could be beneficial, but brought together, it could bring damage from the inside out. Um, two different brands of batteries by themselves. It could bring power and you can utilize different devices. But when two different brands of batteries are brought together, it could jack up your device and make sure you can't use your device. Why? Because certain things ain't supposed to be put together. And when you out here bringing children into a relationship, you have to be mindful of who you connect with because you may connect with somebody that could be a bad combination for you and your child. But Jesus Christ, he's a product of a, he's a, product of a blended family. And, and I believe that we are able to see Jesus Christ um, in his blended family because of the qualities that Mary and Joseph displayed. Mary and Joseph had some qualities, some godly uh, qualities within them that made them a perfect blend, that made them a perfect match to raise Jesus even in the midst of a blended family. And, and, and some of these qualities in Mary and Joseph, um, they're not just for people who bring in children into relationships. They can be applicable for all of us. If you're looking for a healthy relationship, looking to get married, these are some qualities within Mary and Joseph that you can, that you can look at. And, and don't make the mistake like Joseph almost made. Joseph almost made the mistake of walking away from the right one. He, he almost made the mistake of walking away from the right one because the right one was experiencing an, une an unexpected pregnancy. But she's still the right one. Joseph and Mary, they were pledged to get married. They were two teenagers engaged, about to be married. And in that time, there was a three-step process when people were about to get married the first step is that the families get together and create a contract that both Mary and Joseph sign that we will get married. And, and then for a year, they're engaged for a whole year, but don't nobody know but them and the family. Uh -huh. They didn't put it on Facebook, they didn't put it on Instagram. It was a private engagement that nobody knew but them. And a matter of fact, that's a word for somebody in here today. You in and out of relationships because everybody know about your relationship business. Soon as y'all hit hook up, it's selfies all down my timeline. And as soon as y'all break up, you crying all down my timeline. No, you need to make a Mary and Joseph move. Just take some time. It's just us. And so until we get this thing together, and it was a year for engagement, and by the end of that year, then that's when they got married. Then that's when they let the community in on it. That's when the friends knew and, and the community knew. And it was by the end of that year. Mary and Joseph, they're pregnant. The year is almost, they, they're engaged. The year is almost out. And Mary comes out and tells Joseph, I'm pregnant. And you can imagine the type of response that, that took place in that community. Young teenage Mary, she's pregnant. You can imagine the rumors that were going on. That she, she can't even go to church anymore. She got to stream in because they're talking about her at church. She's nervous to go to school because there's rumors about her in school. Bullying her on social media because she's, she's a teenage girl with an unexpected pregnancy. 
And to make matters worse, her, bo- her man, Joseph, is about to walk out of her life. But, but look what happens. As Joseph is contemplating on this decision, he gets a word from the Lord. And the word from God told Joseph, don't be afraid to marry Mary. He's about to leave Mary because of an unexpected pregnancy. God shows up and says, don't be afraid to marry this woman. Okay. He's about to leave. God shows up. Don't be afraid to take this woman home. Don't be afraid to marry this woman. Which means, fellas, that there are some women that we need to be afraid of marrying. God said, don't be afraid to take this woman home. <laughs> Which means there are some women that we need to be afraid of marrying. So what made Mary so, so special? What made her so unique? Here she is. She's dealing with an un- unexpected pregnancy. But her man is about to, walk out the house, about to walk out of the relationship. But God says, don't be afraid to marry this woman. What was so special about this woman? Well, here is a woman. Here's Mary that even though she's dealing with an unexpected pregnancy, she still has a relationship with God. She's dealing with an unexpected pregnancy, but she's still being used by God. She's dealing with an unexpected pregnancy, but she's still in communication with God. I know Mary is the right one because she's filled with Jesus. Y'all catch that in a minute. And you don't want to walk away from a woman who's filled with Jesus. Because Pastor Johnson says... That when you walk away from the right one, more than likely, you're about to walk into the wrong one. When you disconnect with the right one, more than likely, you're going to connect with the wrong one. This is a woman who was right for Joseph. Don't be afraid to marry this woman. I know the baby ain't yours, but don't be afraid to marry this woman. Why you shouldn't be afraid? Because here is a woman that when her man was tripping, she wasn't tripping. That when Joseph said, you know what, I'm going to leave you. This is over. Let me think about it. You know, Mary wasn't tripping. She didn't start stalking him. She didn't key his chariot. She wasn't on his Instagram page trying to figure out who his crush was on Wednesdays. Why? Because she wasn't tripping when Joseph was tripping. Why wasn't wasn't Mary tripping? Because Mary wasn't tripping because she understood that I can be productive without a man. I can produce without a man. That I'm unique and special and God still loves me even without a man. So I ain't tripping on Joseph because I still got Jesus. I ain't tripping on no man because I still got God. And I know there's some sister in here right now. You ain't tripping about no man being in and out of your life because you in a relationship with Jesus and Jesus is all I need. You preach it. Okay, that may be too holy for some of y'all. I ain't tripping about a man because I still got Jesus. That's too holy for some of y'all. But I, let me tell you why Mary wasn't tripping. Mary wasn't tripping when Joseph was about to walk out because she's a parent now. Life comes at conception. She's preparing to give birth to her child. And she ain't got no time, energy, nor the mental capacity to deal with a man who don't want to be with her because she need to put all that energy in raising her child. The problem is we got too many single parents putting time and energy into men who ain't their child. 
We got too many single parents putting time and energy into women who ain't their child. But I know I got some people in here who understand the importance of not trying to be connected to some man when I got a child that needs my attention. She wasn't sure about Joseph. I need to put this time, this energy, this mental capacity into raising my child. She understood, and, and, and she's, she's the right one. Joseph, don't be afraid to marry Mary. Why not? She's filled with Jesus. She has an encounter with God. She's communing with God. Even though she's dealing with an unexpected pregnancy, she's still being used by God. Yeah. And, and I know that Mary was the right one because she, she displayed God's favor. Oh, here it is. She put favor over freakiness. Text says she ain't, she ain't never had no sex. But she was able to grab a hold of Joseph and keep Joseph. Why is that? Because she attracted him with the favor and not with the freakiness. Because don't no man want no wife who's exposing herself all on social media. Don't no husband want no wife who's just giving herself to anybody who's asking for it. Joseph understood that I'd rather have a woman of favor than a freak any day. Okay, y'all looking at me crazy. Um, I don't know. Let me say it. Let me put it like this. She displayed the favor before she displayed the freakiness. Um, she displayed the favor before she displayed that side of her sexuality. Because Mary and Joseph, y'all, they ended up having like seven kids after Jesus gave birth. So evidently, Mary liked to participate in that type of activity. But she understood that, that my favor, I'm a, I'm a woman of favor. And in order for me to attract a man of God, I have to display my favor. But in order for me to keep this man of God, I might have to display some freakiness too. Y'all don't want to help me preach. It's favor over freakiness. Tyree says this. That a big behind can only get you so far. <laughs> Jeffrey Johnson says this, that I'd rather take a woman of favor than a freak because a freak ain't going to pray for you. When you're sick, a freak ain't going to take care of you. When your kids acting crazy, your freak ain't going to take care of your kids. The freak ain't going to take care of your home. The freak ain't going to bring you to church. The freak ain't going to get in God's word with you. Is there any man in the building who understand the importance of a woman of favor over a freak any day? And that's what, that's what Mary was. She was a woman of faith. Don't be afraid to marry Mary. Why not? Well, she's filled with Jesus. She's dealing with an unexpected pregnancy. But God is still using her. She's filled with Jesus. The baby ain't mine, but don't trip. And I know Mary was the right one because when, when Joseph um, left her, um, she left him alone. And when she left him alone, that, that left opportunity for God to deal with him. The problem is we got too many sisters trying to play God and change the character of a grown man. But you don't have what it takes to change the character of a grown man. Just let him go and allow God to change the character of the grown man. And that's what Mary understood. I ain't finna trip on Joseph. I'm filled with Jesus. I ain't tripping about no man. I still got God. I'm a parent and my child is at top priority. Don't be afraid to marry this woman. But what was so special about Joseph? Out of all the men God could have chose, 
to be the male role model in the life of Jesus. Why would he choose Joseph? I mean, even even Jesus needed a a male role model. And out of all the men God could have selected, he chose Joseph. What was so special about Joseph? God shows God shows us what was special about Joseph. Joseph has some godly characteristics that some of my sisters need to look out for when selecting your, your future mate, your future helpmeet, as the King James would say. What, what, what was so special about Joseph? Well, let me tell you, Joseph, the text says that he was a righteous man. Righteous? He wasn't perfect, but he was righteous. And if you are looking to bring in children into, into your next relationship, you got to be careful of who, you, who you, of who you connect with. Because many of us, we want to raise righteous children, but connect them with ratchet people. But God says, no, 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 no. You got to be careful of who you connect with. You ain't connected with nobody perfect because nobody's perfect. But even in they sin, they still showing up to church. Even in they sin, they still giving God praise. Even making mistakes, they still opening up God's word. Even when they falling short, they still communing with the saints. She, he's not perfect. She's not perfect. But they righteous. And we keep trying to raise righteous children connected with ratchet people. But guess what? It takes a village to raise a child. And depending upon what village you are connected to will determine what type of child you raise. And many of us are raising some crazy kids because we, we connected to the wrong village. It, but who you, who you connected with? What village are you a part of? Um, there was a woman in the Old Testament. She was a widow. She was a single mom. And her son died. Her only son died. And when her son died, she called on the man of God to come to the house. And when the man of God showed up, Notice the man of God didn't try to take advantage of the widow. He grabbed hold of the son, took her to a higher level, laid hands on him and prayed for him. And that dead son who was once dead rose up again. And that woman understood the importance of bringing in the right man with trying to raise your dead child. Okay. Uh, Jay Iris, Jay Iris had a daughter who was sick, ended up passing away. But before... Iris, when, when Jairus' daughter got sick, Jairus left the house. And the last thing Jairus' daughter seen before she died was her father leaving. You want to know the last thing our children see before they die? Before they self-esteem die? Before the love they have for themselves and have for others die? Is their father leaving. Their father walking out the house. Their father turning their back on them. But the good news is about Jairus is that this is not the type of father that leave and not come back. <laughs> this is the type of father that when he leaves, he's determined to come home with Jesus. And that's what we need in our society. Some men who don't, who don't just come home with Jordans, but you coming home with Jesus. You just not coming home with money, but you coming home with the Messiah. That you coming home with God. And watch this. J. Iris, he's on a search for Jesus. He finds Jesus. He brings Jesus back to the house. And, here, and here's his daughter. Was once sick, now she's dead. She's on the bed, she's lifeless. No dreams in her, no hope in her, no self-esteem in her. She's, she's dead. And, but, but the parents still have hope of raising this child the right way. So when Jesus shows up to the house, the first thing they do is kick people out of the house. Because I'm trying to raise my child in the right way. And in order for me to raise this child in the way of the Lord, there's some people that needs to be kicked out.
And in order for you to raise your child in the way of the Lord, stop connecting with people who don't even know the Lord, but hook up with people who understand the importance of the church, the importance of Jesus, the importance of studying the word, the importance of bringing their family into prayer. Is there anybody in here? Matter of fact, matter of fact, the only reason why some of us are in here today is not because of our parents did a good job, but because we were connected to the right village. We was connected to the right church, connected to the right people, connected to the right ministry, connected to the right community. Is there anybody in the room today that could get excited over the village that you was a part of? And that's what it is. You gotta get, he was a righteous man, the text says. And Mary understood that I'm pregnant I'm dealing with an unexpected pregnancy. I'm trying to blend this family. But in order for me to blend the family the right way, I got to hook up with somebody who's not perfect, but they righteous. And I love Joseph. Joseph is a man. He's a good man. Even though the baby one he is, he's still, he still hung in there because not only was he righteous, but here is a man who had dreams. Here, here is a man who had vision. Here, here is a man, watch this, he had dreams. And you know what dreams are, don't you? The God-given ability to see yourself beyond where you are. Where, watch this, your current environment and your current situation has nothing to do with the dreams that God has given you. The problem for many of us is that we keep internalizing the word of society. Society tells us that because you're in poverty, you're going to stay in poverty. Because you're in the inner city, you're going to stay in the inner city. Because your family crazy, you're going to be crazy. Because you was brought up in dysfunction, you're going to stay in dysfunction. But guess what? God has given us the God-given ability to see yourself beyond where you are. And if you're looking to build your life based off a relationship, and you're looking to build family, and you're looking to build a future, why you keep connected with people who ain't got no dreams? Why you connected with people who ain't going nowhere? Why you connected with people who's become stagnant? But in order for you to do this thing the right way, you got to hook up with people who got dreams. Because watch this. Parents with no dreams produce children with no dreams. Parents with no dreams produce children. And not only was, was Joseph dreaming, but, but he had dreams that included people other than himself. Look at chapter one. He's dreaming and the Bible show, and an angel shows up and says, talk to him about Mary and the child. In chapter two, he had two other dreams. And all of these dreams included God and included uh, Mary and the child. Because we don't need nobody else in society with selfish dreams. We got too many politicians with selfish dreams. Too many preachers and pastors with selfish dreams. Uh, too, many, too many educators and administrators with selfish dreams. We got too many entertainers and athletes with selfish dreams. We need some people who are brave enough to dream bigger than they are. And include your family in your dream and your community in your dream and your city in your dream. Because it all starts with a dream. And, Mary, and, and Joseph understood that here is a man who dreams. And, and not only that, but here is a man who communes with God. That he did not make the decision of his relationship based off emotion and feeling. Uh -huh. But he made his decision based off what God had told him. Uh -huh. The problem is we keep going in and out of relationships based off feeling and emotion. Uh -huh. And we don't include God's word in the midst of our decision. Okay, you don't see it. It's in, it's in there, I promise you. Uh, 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 Mary gets pregnant, right? Joseph tripping, no, this baby is not mine. 
I ain't touched this girl. She ain't never came over to the house. She, this baby ain't mine. And, and you could imagine the type of reaction that Joseph received in the community with his boys saying, man, you really going to date this girl? She done been sleeping with everybody in the community. You really going to date this girl? You taking on another man's child, taking on another man's responsibility. But, but Joseph didn't make his, his decision based off emotion. He, he made it based off what God had told him. Because when he was about to break it off with Mary, God shows up and says, you may not want to do that. And Mary, and, and don't be afraid to marry Mary. When Joseph woke up, he did what God told him and married Mary. You missed it. He was about to break up with her based off an emotional reaction. But he married her based off a revelation from God. <laughs> the problem is we keep getting everybody's advice other than God wondering why our relationships are jacked up. And it is not until you receive a word from the Father about your relationship that you will be able to operate in the right way. You preach it. Uh, Pastor Johnson referenced the boxer Floyd Money Mayweather last week. And um, what, what says Money Mayweather apart from any other boxer is who his trainer is. Now, you know, you know when you're boxing and after each round, the boxer goes to their individual corner to speak to their trainer. But, but, but Floyd Money Mayweather, his trainer is his father. His father is his trainer. So when he gets done going at it in the game, after each round, he just don't talk to his trainer, but he gets a word from the father. And, 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 more, and Money Mayweather, he's able to deal with the punches of the opponent. He's able to deal with the moves of the opponent. He's able to deal with the slick actions of the opponent because he gets the word from the father. And the father might tell him, son, you better watch out for that left hook. The father might tell him, you better watch out for that opponent. He gets a little aggressive. You better wa watch out for that opponent and his right hook. And here is Money Mayweather. He's undefeated. Because he understands the importance of getting a word from the Father, even in the midst of the game. You want to know why many of us are keep getting defeated in the game? In the game of dating, in the game of relationships? It's because we keep getting advice from everybody but God. We get advice from Steve Harvey, and we get advice from Oprah, and what Dr. Field say, the top 12 reasons how you know you in love, and all what social media say, the popular opinion. We get all the advice, but what does God have to say about my relationship? What does God have to say about my friendship? What does God have to say about me blending these families together? Because here it is, many of us are not in a toxic relationship because we've done everything right. But we got a word from God. And God said, no, you want to leave that fool alone. You want to leave that girl alone. She ain't no good for you. And it's because of the word that we got from God that everything worked out for the good. And that's what Joseph did. Joseph, he got a word from God in the midst of his relationship. He ain't make no decision based off emotion and feeling. Because if truth be told, many of us can't even trust our own feelings and emotion. Talking about, I'm in love. We in love. But if God ain't in love, it ain't, that's, not no, that's no love at all. If God is not in the love, that is no love at all because God is love. And how are you going to fall into correct godly love without, without, without yielding to what God has to say, without hearing what God has to say? And that's what Joseph understood. I ain't making no decision based off emotion because I can't even trust my own emotion. But what does God have to say about it? He gets a word from God. And here's my thing. And here's the last thing we've done. We're going to watch the coast after this. <laughs> Joseph gets his word from God. He wakes up from his dream. And he does exactly what God 
told him to do. The Bible says that he marries Mary, but he ain't had sex with her until she gave birth to Jesus. I know I'm going to get no amen. He married Mary. She's still pregnant. But she didn't ha- he didn't have sex with her until she gave birth to Jesus. Because Joseph understood that, that as a man of the house, as the leader of my home, it is not right for me to interfere with my woman and her relationship with Jesus. Here is Mary. She has a close, intimate connection with Jesus. Joseph understood that in order for my home to be the way God wanted to be, I can't interfere with my woman and her relationship with Jesus. The problem is we get too so we get so bougie when we get into a relationship. We don't even show up to church no more. When you when you were single, you know you was you went to all the services. I seen you at all the Bible studies. You go to all the activities that we have. You're involved in every ministry that Eastern Star has to offer. We see you at all the services, but as soon as you get a little date, as soon as you find your bae, as soon as you find somebody you connected with, we don't see you in church for six I ain't sent you in Bible study since you got married. Why? Because we allow people to interfere with our relationship that we have with God. But how many know that a healthy relationship isn't one that hinders their relationship with God, but it's one that brings you closer to God? And that's what it was. And I love what Joseph does because when, 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 when Mary gives birth to her son, the baby ain't Joseph. The baby ain't Joseph's. But when the baby was born, the text says that Joseph named him Jesus. I love that. Here is Joseph. He comes alongside his woman and the baby that wasn't his. But he treated the baby like it was his. And then Joseph named him Jesus. To name the child means to claim fatherhood of that child. means to claim relationship with that child. And here is Joseph who's dating a woman with, with a baby. And Joseph understood that, that in order for me to have Mary, I need to take on Jesus too. That in order for me to have Mary, I got to take on her child as well. The problem is we keep getting into relationships without the package deal. But you got to let the brother know, listen, that it, it's not just me that you're getting, but it's all these kids as well. And Joseph took on Mary and the child. Jesus was born, and he named him Jesus. He took ownership for the child. He treated the child like it was his, even if it wasn't his. And maybe that's what we need in today's age, where 80, 80% of children born are born to single parents. Come on, we need some, some men who can come alongside these single parents and treat their children like it's their children. But you got to do it without trying to get some from their mama. The mama don't owe you none because you sent their child to basketball camp. The mama don't owe you none because you took her son to the Pacer game. You come alongside a single parent's son and raise him like his heirs. And matter of fact, that's the reason why many of us are in here today. To reach the level that we've made today. That whether, the, whether your father was in your life or not, there was somebody, some man, some role model who came alongside and guided you down the right path. Some preacher, some coach, some mentor, some teacher. He wasn't your father, but he treated you like he was your own. And that's what, that's what Joseph did. So much so that uh, in chapter 2, um, King Herod, he instituted a law 
that all, all boys born three years and under, all, bo- all boys aged three years and under in Bethlehem and in the suburban area will be killed. Um, he made a specific system to destroy a certain group of people. And, and Joseph takes his family and moves them to Egypt, moves into black Africa. He moves them around some black folk. And, 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 and Joseph was able to save Jesus as a child. And because Joseph saved Jesus when he was a child, when Jesus became a grown man, he saved Joseph. When Joseph saved Jesus as a baby, Jesus saved Joseph as a grown man because he came alongside a baby that wasn't his, but he treated him like he was his own. And Jesus paid the price for his sins and mine. Why? Because when Joseph came to Jesus, Jesus wasn't his child, but he raised him like he was his child. I'm done now. But I do want to encourage somebody in here. You, you know, we've been in the relationship series past four weeks and you've been trying to figure out, trying to figure this relationship thing right, trying to figure out this friendship thing and this family piece, and you're trying to figure out why, certain, why this thing ain't working for you. I mean, you, you, you're internalizing all the principles, and you're trying to make this thing work, but, but it's not working for you for some reason. Um, because you got to understand that when your relationship is not operating right down here, it may be a disconnect up there. And it is not until you get it right through your relationship with God that it'll display and express through your relationships with your brothers and sisters. And some of us are keep getting into one failing relationship after another. But it may be because your relationship with God ain't where it should be. But there are some witnesses in here who can testify that once you get it right with God and your heavenly relationship with God, everything is going to be straight down here. I'm going to close with this. friend of mine. Um, he just got married. He got to, he got married about a year, uh, about a year or so now. And I'm praying for him. I'm really praying for him because I knew him before he was married. Um, and so I know how he is, but he, 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 he's married now and uh, he's a part of a blended family. And uh, he took his three kids. His, he, he brought three kids into a relationship. His wife brought two kids in a relationship. Now they're just a big, huge family, the Brady Bunch. And, 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 and Sean was telling me that one time, um, he was taking his, his girl, Chosen, she about three or four years old, Chosen, to a birthday party. And when he brought Chosen to this birthday party, Chosen didn't really know um, a lot of the kids that were there. It was really Sean, who was friends with the parents who put the birthday party on, but he brought Chosen to the party. And when Chosen got to the party, all the kids were playing together in this, in this one area in the, in the yard, but Chosen was just kind of off to herself. She was just kind of playing by herself. And, and Sean seen it, and Sean walked up to Chosen and said, Chosen, why aren't you going to play with the rest of the kids? And Chosen said, well, Dad, I don't really know the rest of the kids. And Sean said, well, why don't you go and, you know, introduce yourself. Go make some new friends. And Chosen says, well, well Daddy, they ain't going to like me. And Sean said, well, how, how you know that? I mean, they ain't going to like you. I mean, you, you're very beautiful. You have a nice smile. You, you're very funny. You can have a good time when you go meet some new friends. And, and Chosen says, oh, I'm scared, Dad. And then Sean said, all of a sudden, Chosen just grabbed a hold of Sean's hand and walked over to where the kids were playing. 
And when she walked over to where the kids were playing, holding the hand of her daddy, she was able to engage with the other children. She's making fun of the other children. She's laughing and joking, having a good time because even Chosen understood that in order for me to engage property properly with these relationships, I need to grab hold of my father's hand. And that's the word that I want to give somebody in here, that before you engage in some friendship, before you engage in some relationship, you need to grab hold of the father's hand. And how many know that once you grab hold of the father's hand, everything is going to be all right?